0: What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It the Podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener, and today we have a dope show. Well, I think all the shows are dope, but today we talked to somebody who really inspired me and kept me motivated to continue doing Big City Gardener. Today we're talking to Jasmine from Black Girls with Gardens. Yeah, when I first got on IG back a few years ago, a couple years ago, She was one of the first pages that I ran across. And when I kind of didn't feel inspired to continue with Big City Gardener, just seeing her page and her constantly posting, it kind of kept me motivated to want to help with the representation within the gardening community and gardening space on the Internet and social media in general. So that's it. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoy it. And please tell a friend, like, subscribe to the show. Let's get it. Would you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are, please.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is Jasmine. I am the founder of Black Oswick Gardens. It is a online resource of for women of color navigating green spaces. So regardless, if you're a house plant enthusiast, own one cactus, community gardener, backyard gardener, whatever avenue you take in reference to gardening or owning plants, Black Oswick Gardens is a resource for you. Yeah, that's pretty much I am. My day job is I'm a therapist. But any other waking moment, I'm thinking about gardening.
0: Okay, I like that. How did you first get started gardening or who kind of introduced you to gardening?
1: I was always surrounded by gardening. It is so funny because I remember as a child, my paternal and maternal grandparents, they all loved some type of aspect of gardening. So I remember my grandparents, My dad's mom and grandma loved roses, like they had flowers. They were all into landscaping, where my mom's dad, he grew food. So I remember like taking his unripe tomatoes off his plants, just being so malicious. (laughs) But I've always been surrounded by gardening to the point where I remember my mom and my grandmother would like drive around with a shovel and plastic in their trunk. And I live in Florida, so a lot of plants, a lot of people like grow natively here okay so they would like pull over and pull (laughs) up a plant out of a ditch, and it was just so normal to me and i had a friend the only time that made me think like okay this might not be normal a friend of mine she was in the car and they did this and they were she was like are they really about to do this and i was like yeah your mom gonna do this like i've always been into gardening but at that point, I was always surrounded by, it. I was not into gardening. I was like into sports. Like I was just really, really such a jock in that point. So I was just kind of over it and didn't care for it. And I didn't start to even look into gardening until my last grandmother, the one who was with my mom digging up plants, she passed away and she will always like have her plants, like watering her plants was just her thing. And I just became hyper obsessed with like, oh my God, somebody has to take care of her plants now. Okay, So I started caring for her plants. And then from that moment, I start growing herbs and then the next season start growing food. And then it just kind of snowballed from there.
0: So how recently was this or how long ago was this?
1: This is 2012.
0: 2012.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was 2012. So like every year I added something different and it just kind of grew into what it is now.
0: So when you told your friend Oh, sorry. When your friend said uh, she saw you about to dig up those plans, what was her response? <laughs> like, what do you say back to her?
1: She was, I was like, your mom doesn't do this. And she was like, no, <laughs> she basically looked at me like, this is crazy because we were on our way. I think my mom was supposed to be taking us to like basketball practice okay, or something like that. And I was just like, this is not normal. Like, you're crazy. You just don't know it. Like, <laughs> I just brushed it off like it was just my thing like this was my life parents were obsessed with growing food and plants and stuff like that that was just normal to me I love it it was something else
0: yeah so what do you love about gardening
1: I think I what I love the most is just watching the progress now I think that has like its pros and cons but I've learned that I need to take photos and I just love seeing the end result or just watching the journey. Like I'll go recently, I was going through photos and I was like, man, I remember when these cucumbers was just so small and then it ended up giving me like 50 cucumbers those that's like one of my absolute favorite thing it's just like I guess basking in the journey okay what it takes for it to come to harvest that has to be like one of the outside of just like the community it builds you know how you get to know other people and you know something else to talk to other people about
0: so you said that when you first got back into gardening it was because you were taking care of your grandmother's flowers yeah,
1: she had an aloe vera plant Okay, that was like one of those old ones. You know, they're really big. And it was so funny because when I got it, it was, it started giving off like with aloe vera, they give off like the little pulp plants. Mm-hmm. It gave off like 10 of those. And I was just like, oh, my God, I must be doing very well. And then it died out of nowhere. So my understanding, it was just giving off pups right before it died. But it gave me the confidence that I needed. It was like, OK, I can do this. You know, I can grow this. I killed a couple of plants. But I was like, well, I did good with the aloe vera plant. So I know I'm good at something. And I just kept going.
0: Right. OK. So when you first started gardening again back in 2012, where were you getting your gardening information?
1: It's so funny because I was just getting on my family's last nerves. It's so ironic because <laughs> I was like, how do you guys grow tomatoes or, and then I'll just get the information or what they tell me. And my parents, my family, they're Nigerian, So you can imagine like some of the responses, like, this is how you grow it. You know, you know, when you touch it and you know, different things versus <laughs> like we're used to, <laughs> but like, well, you know, after 8 to 12 weeks to be here, no, it was just straight up like, once you get this height, you're good to go. Once you get this, it's different. The culture is different. But that's where I was getting most of it. I attempted to find other, like, gardening groups, like where I'm located. And it was okay. I felt somewhat uncomfortable because there wasn't much representation. Right. Although, like, if you would drive through the hood, I'm from here. You will always see somebody, grandparents or someone have like a garden. So I think a lot of my information was just researching, and putting things together. I tried to reach out to different gardening groups here and the co-op extensions, they were very helpful in reference to like the stuff they had online. It's just the in-person events were the things that made me most uncomfortable.
0: Okay. And why were you uncomfortable?
1: It was just a lack of representation. Yeah. I'm a therapist and people expect me to be so much of an extrovert, but I just didn't feel comfortable. Like, for the most part, I can get into a setting. I can, you know, talk and just somewhat get the information I need and get out of there. But those, like, even when I ask particular questions and some certain questions, I guess, were like culturally based, it just was, I didn't get much feedback and I just was very uncomfortable.
0: understand. I know that I have been to Or I know that I've had those similar feelings at some of the uh, gardening events with the co-op extensions and things like that. Right. So how do you think we can change that lack of representation?
1: Well, I think it's something that's coming to me as I go, to be frank with you. But initially... I thought, okay, first I need to find, make sure there's interest. It must be interest. You know, people are growing, stuff. it can't be like just, you know, Mm -hmm. it just cannot be no Black people growing anything. But I figured let me see if there's an interest, and that's what I did with Black Rose with Gardens. I wanted to see who really was out here growing, who could I talk to about growing, and surprisingly, it blew up. So from there, I thought, okay, I have to have some principles in hand. I want to make sure that I Creating the community that I needed when I started gardening. Uh, okay. So I just think representation, like creating spaces where representation is at the forefront, including education. And just inspiring other individuals. I think that's going to be very crucial to people actually starting gardening. And just from my experience, that's what I'm noticing. That's what it's going to take. And I'm seeing tons of people being inspired to actually go out to these events and come as a group. So where we can actually be a part of these events. And if we're not welcome, we'll just go ahead and create our own.
0: I love that mindset. (laughs) All right. So when did you start Black Girls With Gardens? And I'm talking like the online, the Instagram presence.
1: Gotcha. So the online presence was created July, 2017. Okay. And like I said earlier, it was just straight out of my family was tired of me asking them questions. And I had just came to the spot. I know other people are gardening, right? So I was like, okay, we're going to create this community. And it was just solely for chat. I needed to talk to somebody about what are you doing with your tomatoes? Why did mine get this fungus? You know, (laughs) that's what it was all about. But after the first week, of starting it, I realized that, okay, this could be so much more than what I thought it was going to be. Let me get some principles. Let me get some ideas and let's just make this work. And that was 2017.
0: Hey, what's up world? Sorry to interrupt the show, but I need you to do one thing. If you like this show and you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, please take a minute to give me a five-star rating. And while you're there, like, and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to your podcast. When you first started it, what did you think it was going to be? Or what was your vision for it when you first started Black Girls With Gardens?
1: It was like how you view or the perception of like Facebook groups. That's what I thought of Black Girls With Gardens. I just thought of a big community talking about plants and gardens. That's all I thought of it that first week, like I said. But afterwards, like after I realized, okay, it's going to be more I wasn't quite sure what exactly it was going to be. I just knew that I wanted to have four, like these four principles at the forefront. Like I wanted to make sure there was representation. There were always inspiration, support, and education. If I could always provide those four things, Black Rose Garden was exactly what I thought it would be. You know, it'd be exactly what I always wanted to see.
0: Say those again. You said representation.
1: Representation, inspiration, support, education.
0: Okay. I like that. So behind everything that is associated with black girls with gardens, it contains all four of those.
1: Exactly. Whatever avenue we take. Now, some different avenues might have more of one thing than the other. Like, for example, the whole purpose is to try to reach out to anybody who wants to learn how to garden and however they receive and learn information. Like some people flourish better in Facebook groups and those Facebook groups are filled with inspiration and a lot of education. Some people just need to see somebody doing it like themselves. Right. And they're researchers, they're going to do it on themselves. And that's what Instagram does for a lot of people. That representation is a lot. You see a lot of that are Instagram platforms. So I just try to, whatever platform we use or whatever avenue, I try to make sure at least two of those principles are there.
0: Did you start a Facebook group before you started the Instagram page?
1: I didn't. I started the Facebook group maybe a month later after I started the Instagram.
0: Okay. And you get different engagement from each site?
1: Exactly. Because, you know, some people don't have Facebook. Some people don't have this platform. And they kind of operate differently as well. Like in the Facebook group, it is so much information there. And what I love the most about it is that because there's older individuals who are on Facebook, so it's people who've been gardening for twenty years, and they'll get in the group and tell you all this stuff what they did in their area, how this works, like all of that knowledge you can't find in a book. Okay, it's there. Where you know, younger people might be using different platforms, or just you know, even Pinterest. You want to find articles or something like that. They're able to find us there. So it's just I like the different perspectives that we're able to touch on those different platforms.
0: Nice. All right. So I know that you have the blog or the website with all of the articles. Do you write all of the articles on the page?
1: 99% of those articles are written by me. I have one writer. She writes, you know, when she feels the need to and different topics, but 99% of the articles are written by me.
0: That's dope. Very inspirational right there. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, so back to the Instagram. How do people end up being featured on the page? I noticed that, you know, on the page every... If you post, you have somebody different. How do you end up getting featured?
1: So the main thing is that they would need to use the hashtag Black Rose Gardens or just tag us. So I search, I comb those like late at night after my daughter's asleep. And I comb that for features. And to be quite frank with you, there is no rhyme of reason. I just try to make sure I show faces that aren't typically shown in reference to this realm, realm of gardening. So you'll see individuals who are growing and I try to make sure it's not what everyone expect gardening to be, you know, the perfect raised beds and the different, it's just, I try to make sure that everyone knows that you can garden in different ways. Right. So I will feature someone who has a container gardening on their balcony, you know, just to show people, these are the type of people growing or someone who you wouldn't think who doesn't look like Martha Stewart growing. So there's no real rhyme or reason. As long as you're using our hashtag and tagging us, I try to keep a balance between house plants and growing food, and just keep it funky.
0: Okay, you just mentioned house plants. Do you have any house plants?
1: I have too many.
0: You have too I have many. To ab-
1: I have absolutely too many. So I'm located in Florida, and we have Florida rooms. But I think like everywhere else, they're called sunrooms. Right. I have too many house plants. Like I, Tim, to be honest with you, I have no idea how many are in there, <laughs> but. <laughs> They're here and I love them. The thing about me is that I love trying new things. I love experimenting and I love doing research. So that's how I express myself in gardening. So you'll see me trying different things with houseplants. I love what houseplants give me or just watching them grow or if I need to cut them back and seeing how they grow back in the same thing in the garden.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like what you just described, I love trying new things and just constantly learning. I think that's one reason why I love gardening so much. It's like you can never learn everything.
1: Right, exactly. And I tell a lot of people, I was like, you're going to learn something new every year. There's always something to learn. There's always a lesson in that failure. There's a few things like you don't necessarily have to experience to learn about gardening, but there is it's always a new lesson and it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think every season should be a new lesson because I think you should be trying something new, right? Right change a variable in your gardening situation and see if you get different results.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can always go from containers to raised beds to in-ground beds. I mean, there's a lot to do with gardening, even houseplants. I haven't really crossed over into the houseplant world yet.
1: Well, stay back. It is addictive. (laughs) Take your time because once you cross, it is no going back. But yeah, like the same thing, like I tell a lot of people when it comes to my garden, I grow, like 75% of my garden, I'm growing for my consumption, my family. But a 25% is I'm trying something new so I can share with others or I just want to see how does it work in my area, my garden. I love trying different methods. Like I became, well, when did I start? I think back in 2018 is when I got interested in hydroponics. That blows my mind <laughs> how that works. Okay. <laughs> it does. It just blows my mind. Like I became obsessed with that. A year ago I was telling people that I had to switch my thinking from my garden being surrounded about me. It's not human centric, it's like the garden centric. So I have to think about a lot of people like try to eradicate all pests and bugs. It's like, no, you have to create that ecosystem where it's a balance out there. That's right. So yeah, it's just like I'm really diving deep into that as well as like soil health and all of that stuff. So it's something new every year.
0: Hey, you wanna learn about soil health, you need to check out marco microbes by marco i think marco is growing
1: i did
0: yeah that man knows everything
1: Mm -hmm. that's it because i think i saw you oh my god i saw you i think i saw your post when you started dabbling in it and then i started following him and i like it was one of those late nights again i got fell into a whole rabbit hole of watching all of his videos (laughs) it is crazy
0: i did the same thing and then after i binge watched his videos I end up on YouTube and searching Google, just reading everything I can about it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I have to get that book. I was like, you know, because I like reading books. So I was like, I got to get this book so I can put together my head and so it can make sense to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way. I love that. All right. So you mentioned that you're a therapist. Do you think that there is a connection with gardening and therapy?
1: There is. At first, I was keeping those two worlds separate, but I work with severely mentally ill patients. So my patients are basically, they can't operate in the community. And I realized how well they respond to just caring for one plant. Now, to be honest, that plant always dies, but I will go replace it. But yeah, it really just helps them. Like I said, plant care is, having plants is like a tool. It's not self-care itself. It's just a tool. So it helps you learn better how to care for yourself and it does that for them and that's the same thing with the garden like I tell people all the time I do not know how to meditate I sit down and I start thinking about 3,000 things but if I can get out there in the garden and I tell myself okay we're gonna plant this I can do that and my mind is just blank and it's just resting and I'm able to just do what I need to do out there so I inadvertently realize how well it helps with mental health Shockingly, since I am a therapist, but it's something there. It is definitely something there. And it's not too much of research has been done in reference to that. I know I read some stuff that being in the garden boosts your creativity. Right. So it was always like recommended for, and it was like some study for corporate, for I can't remember what it was, but they basically recommended that like before meeting or before something important, if you take 30 minutes in nature, take a 30 minute walk, It boosts your creativity and gives you a clear mind.
0: I can vouch for that.
1: It is. Yeah, I've
0: had my best ideas come to me when I'm out in the garden and had some of my best conversations when I'm out there in the garden.
1: Right. This is crazy. The liberation, so many levels of liberation you can have in reference to gardening. It's mental, physical, it's economical. It's crazy.
0: I try to say it's like the complete hobby, the best thing that you can do in your life.
1: I agree. I agree. I did not think At first, I don't know what I was thinking back in the day, but this is just, it's just one, it's something that I do not mind dragging somebody out there. Like if you're coming to my house and dragging you to the garden, I want you to become addicted. It's amazing.
0: I agree. It's kind of infectious, right? Because even people, or you don't even have to drag people into the garden sometimes. They come over and they'll just see you out there and then they come out into the garden and all of a sudden they say something like, man, this is really nice. or This is really peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you weren't even trying to do anything you just bring them to the space
1: right yes i agree with that i have some people like we were having pre-covid we were having just a regular cookout having some people over and i was trying to go out there and just water before i had to entertain people mm-hmm. and before i know it they were all out there like okay what <laughs> is this well how do you grow this or well what i need to do to start it is crazy it just one of those things that once you start i think it's not like one of those hobbies you just put down you want to keep getting better you want to learn more
0: right i feel the connection that people have once they step out into the garden it shows that there is something internal with us that connects and resonates with the garden
1: right definitely You're like, It's like a lot of something that they didn't even know was existed or it's like this like instinct that okay here i belong out here
0: mhm I think that's in most people, yeah. right? And it's kind of, I don't know if it's sad, but I think that's one thing that needs to be done in order to get more people into gardening is there just need to be more gardens, right? Or sites like yours where you expose people and show people gardening and teach them about gardening. So then they get out there and they're just, they don't have any fears. You know, there's no apprehensions when it comes to gardening,
1: Exactly. I agree. I think there's a lot of apprehension just with the idea of like, it's the lack of knowing, like, you know, you feel like I know this is something I want to do. I feel pulled to it, but how do I know I'm going to do it right? Or like, I don't even know where to start. A lot of people get overwhelmed easily. And what I try to do, especially around this time of year, try to say, Hey, look, You have to plan it, take it slow. You know, you're going to fail. You know, some things are not going to go right. You plan a garden, but it's not going to be exactly what you thought it was going to be at the end. But it's going to be good. Right. So I think that if we can just get rid of that fog or that fear of unknowing and just get us out there and just, you know, just grow it. Like you say,
0: (laughs) just grow it. And I think, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, you said that made me forget what I was going to say.
1: I mean, it hit me so hard. I was like,
0: you know, just grow it. Just grow it. Oh, yeah. I think that also people need to get away from the idea that there is a perfect garden. Right. Right. Or that they are supposed to get this specific thing from gardening and just go out there and be open and receptive to whatever it is you are supposed to receive from the garden.
1: Exactly. I agree. That's like one of those myths, like the perfect garden or, and you know what they equate to a perfect garden, no holes in the leaves or yeah. big and huge. Like, no, we definitely have to get rid of that because that is so detrimental to just the garden itself because you'll see a lot of people pulling things out, adding certain things, trying to achieve that. And little did they you know, the person that they're trying to imitate they just let their garden to do their thing, you know? Their garden probably didn't even do what they thought it was going to do.
0: That's the truth.
1: <laughs> just That's what it is. try to tell a lot of people like, oh my God, especially I had lemon cucumbers. And they were like, oh my God, it's so many or whatever. I'm just like, and half of them had those simple words. Like, I have to be honest with you guys. <laughs> Like there's nothing, a garden is like imperfectly perfect. Like there's no way of it being a perfect thing. It's just as long as you have it and you're doing your best and you're out there. That's the best thing about it.
0: Right. That's the truth. I think people see a lot of gardens on Pinterest or IG or wherever it is that they're looking at. And, you know, these are like gardens that are set up specifically for photo ops. Yeah they're not necessarily showcasing what really takes place when you garden.
1: I agree. There's 100% photo op, like, it probably had bruised leaves or something like that, and they trimmed that just for the photo op, like, it's ridiculous. But I'm hoping that, you know, just more of the presence that we have on social media, that breaks something in reference to that myth.
0: Yeah. Why do you think there's a lack of representation of Black people, minorities, when it comes to agriculture or gardening? on social media and all these other platforms?
1: I think specifically in reference to social media, it's just that outside of the fact that we just didn't have access to growing anymore, that we just saw, well, let's start with this. I think mentally, and this is me tapping back into mental health is that we have detached ourselves from growing simply because we connect farming, growing things of that to sharecropping and slavery So that has a lot to do with how Black people view growing food. Although maybe their grandmother, their grandmother's neighbor, or somebody was growing something and had pride in what they were growing. It's just something about that mental connection right there that we just cut ourselves off from agriculture. Okay. And then it's reinforced by things we see on TV. We don't have that. We're not shown on TV in advertisement. When HDTV was all about gardening, we didn't see us. We saw Martha Stewart. We saw just other gardeners and these perfect gardens. So that kind of stalled us from social media because we are dominant on social media and anything that we put our mind to, right. but we just didn't have the, we just didn't want to do it. or we were interested in it for other reasons. I believe so. I think that has a lot to do with it. And when we started becoming interested in gardening, we were still shy back because we didn't see the representation. So it's kind of like a hamster wheel <laughs> to say, <laughs> Like we don't see us, so we're not showing up, but we're not showing up because we don't you know, it's just risk really, it's like that. But I think that's breaking now, hopefully.
0: No, I agree.
1: Hopefully, I'm seeing more. I think see, I'm seeing more, but I definitely think that's my that's my thoughts and my opinion in reference to why we didn't see each other. That's how I felt.
0: That is exactly how I felt when I first got on social media. Felt like there was a lack of representation. And that was actually one thing that kinda kept me going when I didn't necessarily want to be on Instagram was just to show other people that, hey, man, we all do this and we can all do this and let's all do this.
1: Yes. And we are happy you did because
0: so I'm happy you I did still too.
1: Remember certain things. Straight up, honest, Tim. Can't even remember it now, of course, because we're talking. But I was like, hold on. I know Tim was growing this and he said, do this. Let me go look this up real quick. And I'm scrolling and it's late at night again. I'm scrolling. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And that just shows how important it is for, to see people like us out here growing and doing things that's so important and it plays a huge role in our life. Like, even if I was never interested in gardening or, you know, back in the day, I wasn't interested. Agriculture plays a huge part in my life. That's how I eat. Right. So, us taking back control of that, it just, it puts a lot of power in our hands and I'm excited
0: to see how that goes for us. Yeah, me too. I like the shift that I see going on with the gardening space online. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I'm starting to see a lot more people, a lot more representation of us on the gardening space. And I really like that because I know that, like I said earlier, that there is something within us where we're just naturally gardeners.
1: I agree. I feel like there's some type of instinct there that we feel like, okay, I belong out here. There's some reason that, you know, we are natural stewards of the earth. And I'm excited to see how that works. It's just seeing us. And the good thing about seeing more faces is more education. We're learning different ways, people are trying different things. So we're able to come up with just like different methods of growing or knowing what works. I'm excited about that part.
0: What's up, bro? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, then you should head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Big City Gardener YouTube channel. I'm going to have videos to go along with a lot of these podcasts. And besides that, over there, I give you a bunch of information to help you just grow it and even to help you just grow it better. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, me too. And I feel like once we can tap in, maybe we can get some people who, like you said, have been on Facebook gardening. Or like you mentioned in your Facebook group, people are gardening for 20, 30 plus years and they have all that information. I want them to pass all that information on because I want to soak it all up also.
1: Exactly. I know. I just love it. Like, I'm just like, hey, look, what's wrong with this? Like, I'm quick. I just don't think I ever know everything in reference to gardening. So I'm quick to try to say hey what's wrong with this or how can I get larger tomatoes or you know just different things like that and it's really fun to hear and I think it kind of goes a lot back to our culture where we're used to storytelling you know sitting around our elders they're telling us these different things and I don't know it gives me all the good feels I like it.
0: Me too. Have you noticed an increase I guess in traffic or people coming and checking on Black girls with gardens since COVID hit?
1: Definitely. What's going on with COVID? A lot of people have, you know, we deal with different things by doing different activities. And COVID forced people to stay in their homes and deal with their issues or realize all those different things I was doing was not really fulfilling. So I think gardening, you know, in its natural habitat of healing us or you know, just making us feel good has allowed people to find a way to be at home and still feel good. So the traffic, like Black Ocean Garden was growing exponentially prior to COVID, but it just tripled by due to COVID. And I feel like it's for those reasons. So I'm excited because I'm just happy. I feel like how you feel, like as long as they can just kind of get some type of interest, they're stuck in gardening, you know?
0: That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. Show you different ways. Something will spark your interest. And then, hey, you're there. You just have to get there.
1: Right. (laughs) I brought the horse to the water. That's all.
0: That's it, man. The rest up to you.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it.
0: Hey, so out there, what part of Florida are you in?
1: I'm in Pensacola, Florida, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Florida, but it's North Florida, like near Tallahassee, that area. So it's sunny here, but it's not like Miami or Orlando or anything like
0: that. I'm somewhat familiar with Florida. My grandma lives in Florida. She lives out down by Orlando now.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm about eight hours away from there, but I'm near like North Florida, right under Alabama.
0: Okay. What is the growing season like over there?
1: It is. We're zone 9A specifically, but it's very humid and we have a long, I guess it's kind of like Texas, but it's very humid. Okay. So we have like a long growing season. Like I can easily grow, you know, throughout the winter. Now, the winter is unpredictable because last year we didn't have nowhere near freeze or anything like that. But this year we've had two nights where it was like under 32 degrees, which is really Yes. And a lot of people always laugh because they say that happens at least once a year in Florida. But all Floridians are always (sighs) so shocked when it happens. We're like, why is it so cold? But it happens once a year, apparently. But yeah, so it's kind of unpredictable. We'll get a lot of rain. Then we'll get that one night where it's under 32 degrees. You know, we get a small freeze. But outside of that, you know, the as cold as it gets, is probably 50 degrees, 50, yeah. 60. Yeah. So it's a long growing season. Like, I really enjoy it. And it's really good for me because I can plan a garden from front to end. But will I follow that is a whole different story. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> I am now, I said I was going to start my tomatoes two days ago, and I don't even know where the seed packets are on. I pulled them out, and I don't know where I sat them at. But <laughs> it worked for me because it gives me that wiggle room, and that's probably the problem. But yeah, it's a long growing season. I really like it. I can't imagine living anywhere else, maybe Texas or California, but I couldn't imagine living anywhere else with a shorter growing season.
0: Yeah, we have a long growing season like you also, but we'll get... More days, a lot more days in the 30s than you guys will. Oh, I see. There it goes. But same thing. I'm sure when it hits 30 out there, everybody, like they've never experienced cold. They don't know what to do out there.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Same thing. I said I was going to put up some hoops and like I was going to be ready with the frost and I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then it just happened. I just replanted the seeds. I just started them over and I'm like, it'll work out.
0: Are there a lot of community gardens out there? in your area?
1: We have one that was recently, I think it's about five years old. See, now where I live is a military town and a beach town for the most part. And there's one community garden that's like in a hood out here. But my thing is, well, I really like them. I really do like them, but I want to see them be a little bit more active in that neighborhood besides taking up that space. Okay. But it's nice it's only one but really nice i said i was gonna go out there as soon as they kind of cleared, because i think they were having some covid precautions and things of that sort but it it is a really nice community garden
0: another question for you do you think urban gardening is going to change the world in the sense of like the cities are going to be growing most of their own food
1: i really hope so i can see it i can really see a lot of people taking back their power in reference to growing their food. Now, not necessarily growing the garden. They only eat from their garden, but I can see if I grow tomatoes and I barter with my neighbors to get cucumbers, I can see that happening. Okay. A lot of people are, are really considering, oh, what would I do if I don't have any food? So I can see that happening and I can see it like being a complete wave on the world. And I wanna see it happen and I wanna see how it'll, the world economically. So my fingers are crossed that it does.
0: <laughs> I think COVID has a lot of people more concerned or paying more attention to, I guess, their food supply.
1: Right. But you know what's crazy is before COVID, there was a lot of recalls. A lot of produce. And I was just like, what was everybody had when this was happening? Because that (laughs) lettuce kept getting recalled every other week.
0: It's like every year it's something different, right? It's lettuce. One year it's spinach gets recalled. Another year you can't (laughs) buy the tomatoes. It's like, man, there's a problem if you have to recall all this food.
1: Exactly.
0: Because I grow lettuce and spinach and stuff, and I've never had to recall anything.
1: Oh, like never have I ever had to do anything you know there's nothing wrong with the stuff i grow out here like, Yeah. what are you guys are doing exactly <laughs>
0: what are you doing where we have to recall the food
1: ridiculous
0: <laughs> what are some of your favorite things to grow and some of your least favorite things to grow
1: okay so my favorite is cucumbers i love cucumbers i love growing a variety of peppers like that just exciting and I'm trying to be a lover of tomatoes. Like I want to grow amazing tomatoes, but like half of my tomatoes, like I always do something wrong. Like last year I overpruned them, trying to take on the single stem uh-huh. uh, method. That was just, no, I should have never did that because every other year I have a plethora of tomatoes. It's just, I don't even know why I did that. So I have a love-hate relationship with celery. I love celery, but starting it from seed has always been a problem for me. Even when I buy like the start, like it just takes so long for some reason. <laughs> so that's one of the things like the celery is like my nemesis. I love it. I love to eat it. And I can even restart it from scrap. Right. It's Just when it gets out there in that garden, it's just like, no, it says no. And I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, like you, I love growing peppers. I think I might've gone a little pepper crazy this year though. Really? Yeah. I have probably started like 10, 12 different varieties of peppers this year.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know what's so intriguing about them, but it's just, it's so different. It's so many different varieties and I just want to see them all flourish.
0: I end up just drying them all and grinding them up and having a bunch of different pepper powders to use in the house.
1: See, that sounds so nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you have any tips or advice for anybody who's just getting into gardening and maybe a little nervous?
1: Yes. Start small. Start and just start small. So if you guys are just starting to get into gardening, you just have a pot, whatever you have to work with, make it work, start small so you can get a grip. You know, it can be overwhelming if you're trying to plan, execute, plan, execute. Plan it out, then execute and make changes as needed. Always find a community. Everybody is not for everybody, but just find what you rock with, who you learn best with, always chatted out with someone. But those are my top tips for anybody who's just stepping into this. We all make mistakes. We're learning and we can get through it together.
0: Yeah, There is no such thing as perfection when it comes to gardening.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, I want to tell you, I think that what you do, Black Girls With Gardening is dope. I want to say thank you because like I said earlier, when I first got on Instagram, you're one of the first pages I came across and It just kind of inspired and motivated me to keep on continuing to even mess around with Big City Gardener. So thank you for being dope.
1: I appreciate that. I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time out to allow me to talk about what I love the most. Yeah. (laughs) So I really appreciate it. Always feel good to be seen and know that, you know, we're out here and we're doing different things. So I appreciate you for that community.
0: We out here. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so what's the future look like for Black Girls with Guards?
1: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I just want it to grow more so. Like, whatever, whenever we can get clear to get out and meet, I want us to be able to find our people. So I'm imagining possibly different types of event where, you know, if it needs to be a seed swap at the beginning of the year, towards the middle of the year, if we need to trade different transplants, I guess. I just Mm -hmm. want to be able to be more community-centered and just start actually doing things within the community. So that's what I have my mind on, and I'm really playing with different ideas for 2021.
0: Hey, I forgot to ask me. You have these shirts. I see dope shirts, and I see that they come from you. You sell those shirts online?
1: I do. And actually, they're going to completely change. So they're going to be vintage black girls with gardens (laughs) stuff. But yeah, I have tons of different merch where people can just, you know, find their community. A lot of people are asking for like, hey, you know, I want to know. Because, you know, when you're out in a community garden or something like that, hey, I wonder if they follow or they're part of the community. These are different ways that they can do so. Those are going to be on the website and then they're going to be gone and we're going to have new shirts.
0: Okay, so where can people find you
1: now all over the Internet? You can find me at Black Girls with Gardens, like every corner of the Internet. So just make sure you search it and follow us everywhere because you're not sure which way you'll learn best at.
0: I love it. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to hop on the show with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much. All
0: right. So thanks for checking out another episode of Just Grow It. I'm your host, Big City Gardener. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview. Send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email. I grow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh. Almost forgot Just grow it